Do you ever wonder where all your money went? Like every single time you look at your bank account? Honestly, it's probably all those subscriptions. I felt that way too, until I got Rocket Money. Rocket Money helped me see all the subscriptions I'm paying for, and it was eye-opening. Between streaming services, fitness apps, delivery services, it all adds up so quickly. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over 500 million in canceled subscriptions. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. That's rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. Welcome, welcome to CBS Mornings on this Wednesday hump day. I'm Gail King. I'm Tony DeCoble. And I'm Nate Burleson. But we begin with breaking news on the cost of living in this country. New Labor Department figures show inflation jumped 8.3% over the last 12 months. The good news is it is starting to slow down. But that's not much help today for millions of travelers. Gas prices hit another record high overnight. And according to that Labor Department data, airline fares jumped more than 18% in the past month. Nancy Cordes is at the White House with more on how the president is responding. Nancy, good morning. Good morning, Nate. And President Biden is going to be heading to Illinois later this morning to talk with farmers about the very real impact that inflation and supply chain shortages are having on their ability to grow food. And the farmers we spoke to warned that we could see more empty store shelves in the coming months. I know the families all across America are hurting because of inflation. President Biden Tuesday called inflation the country's top economic challenge and pointed the finger at two causes. The first cause of inflation is a once in a century pandemic. A second cause, Mr. Putin's war in Ukraine. And U.S. farmers are bearing the brunt, facing higher prices for fertilizer, seeds and diesel fuel. So you're looking over uh, 550 plus or 60 dollars of uh, just to fill up one time in my tractor. John Boyd is a fourth-generation soybean and cattle farmer in Virginia. He says his upfront costs have roughly doubled in one year. We weren't able to pay for seeds, so the struggle is real, and, uh, and the struggle is going to be real for the American people in the coming months as it relates to food. Krista Swanson, who grows corn and soybeans in Illinois, worries what will happen to those who can't cover the new costs. Farming is, a, you know, a passion and it's a way of life, but it also is a livelihood. And so, you know, you, you have to be able to make some money to, to stay in it. On Capitol Hill, Republicans argued the White House hasn't done enough to help struggling Americans. President Biden's mismanagement of the economy and inflation has really trapped Americans in an inflation nightmare. Mr. Biden argued the GOP is serving up blame, but no solutions. Now what's the congressional Republican plan? They don't want to solve inflation by lowering your costs. They want to solve it by raising your taxes and lowering your income. New government figures just out this morning indicate that inflation actually moderated slightly in April. But overall, consumer prices are still up more than 8% from a year ago. 
Everybody hopes it has. Thank you very much, Nancy. Today, the U.S. Senate is set to debate abortion rights ahead of that highly anticipated Supreme Court ruling. The majority leader says today's vote will shine like a floodlight to expose where every senator stands on this very important issue. Scott McFarland reports from Capitol Hill. A week of protests, vigils, and student walkouts nationwide give way to a seminal debate today in the U.S. Senate. Why is something that is repeatedly referred to as settled law on the threshold of being swept away like so much dust? Senate Democrats are fighting for a bill already passed in the House that would protect abortion access nationwide. They need 60 votes to pass it, but there's no indication they'll get there. This radical pro-abortion legislation removes a range of common sense protections that exist in states across the country. And with the critical November midterms hanging in the balance, the decision may not be a strong driving force in elections. CBS News polling found if Roe versus Wade is overturned, it's likely to have no effect on nearly half of Democrats and three quarters of Republicans. There is a spillover into labor force participation. Yeah. But according to the nation's first female Treasury Secretary, it could have a major effect on women in the workforce and their ability to boost earning potential through higher education. Eliminating the right of women to make decisions about when and whether to have children would have very damaging effects um, on the economy and would set women back decades. The Senate is poised to block this measure by the end of the day, and the Supreme Court is poised to rule by the end of next month. Tony? Got it, Scott. Thank you very much. Breaking news overnight, a reporter for the Al Jazeera network was shot and killed while covering an Israeli raid in the West Bank. MTS Tayab is tracking the latest developments for us from London. MTS, uh, it's always sad when a journalist dies in the field. Uh, reportedly, this journalist was wearing one of those familiar blue flak jackets and said press clearly. Good morning. What else do we know? Tony, good morning. Well, what we do know is Shireen Abu Akhla set out early this morning to cover an Israeli raid in the town of Jenin. Now, a warning here, some of the images are distressing, but she can be seen wearing a helmet and body armor that was clearly marked as press when she was shot. The journalist next to her here said they were targeted by Israeli forces. Now, Abu Akhla's employer, Al Jazeera, said the veteran reporter was, and I'm quoting here, assassinated in cold blood by Israeli forces. Israel's Prime Minister called the death unfortunate and blamed it on Palestinians, claiming they were, quote, firing indiscriminately. A second journalist was shot in the back but survived. Now, the U.S. ambassador to Israel is now calling for a thorough investigation. There have been near daily raids in the West Bank amid a series of deadly attacks inside Israel, with Janine a main flashpoint. Now, on a purely personal note, I knew Shireen. We used to work together in Jerusalem, and she was a kind and generous colleague, always looking to give voice to those who were so rarely heard from. But more than anything, she was a pioneer, a household name across the Arab world. Shireen started her career in the 1990s when there were few Arab women reporting on issues that affected their communities. She truly inspired a generation of other Arab women to do the same and will be greatly missed. Gail. Oh, I'm so sorry that you knew her and so sorry for your loss, MTS. It was just another painful reminder about how dangerous this job can be. Thank you so much. Back here in the United States, the murder suspect whose escape led to a nationwide manhunt is back in the Alabama jail that he escaped from. 
Casey White was extradited from Indiana last night following his capture there on Monday. An Indiana coroner says his alleged accomplice, corrections official Vicki White, no relation, died by suicide following a self-inflicted gunshot wound to the head. Police have released footage of the fugitive's final moments on the run. Omar Villafranca has more on the story. And a warning here, some of the images you're about to see are graphic. Where are they? This dash cam video from police in Evansville, Indiana, shows escaped inmate Casey White as he's dragged from the wreckage of his getaway vehicle. White, who faces capital murder charges, is eventually walked over to the hood of the police car in handcuffs. I'm going to go for the gun first. Okay, I'm going to go for the gun. Moments later, officers pulled former Alabama corrections officer Vicki White from the overturned car as well as the firearm they believe she used to shoot herself. Members of the U.S. task force basically rammed the vehicle and pushed it into a ditch. And we later found out, had they not done that, the fugitive was going to engage in a shootout with law enforcement. Authorities later recovered four loaded handguns, a loaded AR-15 style rifle, and ammunition from his car in addition to camping gear and roughly $29,000 in cash. The fugitive's arrest came a week and a half after they were first reported missing. And five days after Evansville police first inspected their previous getaway car, which had been abandoned at a local car wash. It was that tip, one of close to 600 the U.S. Marshals Service says it received, that helped steer authorities to the White's hideout at this motel and ultimately the chase that ended in their capture. For CBS Mornings, I'm Omar Villafranca. Now turning to New Mexico, where the nation's largest wildfire continues to burn with bone dry and windy conditions. Fire crews there are having trouble containing the fire. President Biden has already issued a disaster declaration and FEMA teams are on the ground. Justin Michaels from our partners at the Weather Channel is in New Mexico with more. Plumes of smoke dot the skyline of northern New Mexico. The flames of two fires, the Hermit's Peak and Calf Canyon, have now merged, making it the largest wildfire burning in the country. This has been a nonstop fight, day and night. Fire information officer Ryan Berlin says the fire's path and inconsistent weather have been a constant obstacle to contain the flames. This fire is in some very rugged terrain that it's inaccessible, and Mother Nature with the winds is throwing us punches. We're building containment lines on top of containment lines. The region has been in an extreme drought since the summer of 2020. That coupled with high temperatures, bone dry humidity, and strong wind gusts means crews need all the help they can get. It's an assault from the air and the ground. You can see the Black Hawk helicopter taking off with a bucket full of water going to an active fire line trying to work hard to put that out. Some of the 1,700 personnel on the ground and in the air are working hard in this section of New Mexico to work against a fire that right now has the upper hand. Cindy Collins, who lives in a town just 12 miles away from the fire, says the fires are especially tough to take after a cold and gray winter. Now, a fire... Um, and springtime, and the spring is just this celebration. And here we are in spring, everyone's garden is dying, and there is a huge roaring fire. For CBS Mornings, I'm the Weather Channel's Justin Michaels in Las Vegas, New Mexico.
overseas to Ukraine now, where the government says Russian forces have been suffering setbacks around the key city of Kharkiv. The footage you're looking at now shows appar apparently shows burnt-out Russian vehicles seeming to back up the Ukrainian president's claims his forces are pushing Russian troops further away from that, the country's second-largest city. But Russia has made gains elsewhere in the east. And Charlie Daggett reports now from inside Ukraine. When Nadia and her husband found out where the airstrike came down in the eastern town of Bakhmut, they rushed to this neighborhood as fast as they could and soon discovered the bodies of their relatives. They were kind, very good people, she said. The Ukrainian military has little defense against Russia's overwhelming firepower, where the fight has become a bloody battle of trench warfare. Drone footage alleges to show a Russian tank destroyed near Kharkiv. Ukrainian soldiers who drove out Russians northeast of the city found rows of shot-up cars, scattered clothes, a baby seat, a stroller, apparent evidence of civilians killed even as they tried to flee. And yet the Russian offensive in Donbass has been relentless, flattening small towns in the march toward the strategic cities of Kramatorsk and Sloviansk, where we found heavily fortified cities protected by well-armed troops, endless bunkers, concrete blocks and anti-tank defenses ringing the outskirts. And it doesn't stop there. This fighting position is right in the center of the city. If Russian ground forces were to advance, they would face a whole network of these dug-in trenches. And they are everywhere. Soldiers say the Russian invaders would face guerrilla warfare at every turn. Volodymyr Kutnenko is a medic who's been battling Russian separatists since 2014. Have you treated any Russian soldiers? Yes, yes, yeah, of, of course. course, of course. We provide them with the full range of medical support, he said. We exchange them for our prisoners of war, but our prisoners of war are returned in a terrible medical condition. And as the brutal battle nears, soldiers here say they know the most difficult days lie ahead. For CBS Mornings, Charlie Daga in Sloviansk, eastern Ukraine. Look around. You can find cars like these on Auto Trader, like that car riding your tail. Or if you're tailgating right now, all those cars doubling as kitchens and living rooms are on Auto Trader too. Are you working out and listening to this ad at the same time? Well, multitasking pro, cars like the ones in the gym parking lot are for sale on Auto Trader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on Auto Trader. Just you wait. Auto Trader.